Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel, where we read you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet, your reader, today, this Monday, the 20th of June or the 21st of Sivan on the Hebrew calendar. This week we are in a parasha or a Torah portion called Shalach, which means send. And the scripture reading from the Torah is Numbers or Bamidbar, chapter 13, verse 21 through chapter 14 and verse 7. Before we start reading the scriptures, please join me in blessing the Lord and thanking Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Tzin to Rehov, to the entrance of Hamat. They went up by the south and came to Hebron, and Ahiman, Shishai, and Talmai, the children of Anak, were there. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Mitzrayim. They came to the valley of Eshkol and cut down from there a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bore it on a staff between two. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster which the sons of Israel cut down from there. They returned from spying out the land at the end of forty days. They went and came to Moshe, to Aharon, and to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, to the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word to them and to all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. They told him and said, We came to the land where you sent us. Surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Amalek dwells in the land of the south. The Hittite, the Jebusite, and the Amorite dwell in the hill country. The Canaanite dwells by the sea and along the side of the Jordan. Then Caleb stilled the people before Moshe and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who went up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. They brought up an evil report of the land which they had spied out to the sons of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that eats up its inhabitants, and all the people who we saw in it are men of great stature. There also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. 
Then all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the sons of Israel murmured against Moshe and against Aharon. The whole congregation said to them, We wish that we had died in the land of Mitzrayim, or that we had died in this wilderness. Why does the Lord bring us to this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will be captured or killed. Would it not be better for us to return into Mitzrayim? They said to one another, Let us choose a leader and return to Mitzrayim. Then Moshe and Aharon fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the sons of Israel. Yeshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Yefune, who were of those who spied out the land, tore their clothes. They spoke to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. That was Numbers 13, 21 through 14, 7. Now we have our portion from the prophets, and today we'll read Jeremiah or Yeremiah chapter 37. Now, Sidkiyahu, the son of Yoshiahu, reigned as king instead of Koniah, the son of Jehoiakim, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, made king in the land of Yehuda. But neither he nor his servants nor the people of the land listened to the words of the Lord, which he spoke by the prophet Jeremiah. Then King Zedekiahu sent Yehuhal, the son of Shelemiah, and Zephaniah, the son of Maaseiah, the Kohen, to the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Pray now to the Lord our God for us. Now Jeremiah came in and went out among the people, for they had not put him into prison. Paro's army had come out of Mizraim, and when the Kastim, who were besieging Jerusalem, heard news of them, they broke up from Jerusalem. When the word of the Lord came to the prophet Jeremiah, saying, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, You shall tell the king of Yehuda, who sent you to me to inquire of me. Behold, Paro's army, which has come out to help you, will return to Mitzrayim into their own land. And the Kastim will come again and fight against this city, and they will take it and burn it with fire. This is what the Lord says, Do not deceive yourselves, saying, The Kastim will surely depart from us, for they will not depart. For though you had struck the whole army of the Kastim who fight against you, and only wounded men remained among them, they would each rise up in his tent and burn this city with fire. And it came to pass, when the army of the Kastim had broken up from Jerusalem for fear of Paro's army, that Jeremiah went out of Jerusalem to go into the land of Benjamin to receive his portion there in the middle of the people. And when he was in Benjamin's gate, a captain of the guard was there, whose name was Iriah, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Hananiah, 
And he seized Yeremiahu the prophet, saying, You are deserting to the custom. And Yeremiahu said, False, I am not deserting to the custom. But he did not listen to him. So Irya seized Yeremiahu and brought him to the princess. Therefore the princes were angry with Yeremiahu and struck him and put him in prison in the house of Jonathan the scribe, for they had made that the prison. When Yeremiahu had come into the pit and into the cells, and Yeremiahu had remained there many days, then King Zidkiahu sent and had him brought out. The king asked him secretly in his house, Is there any word from the Lord? And Yeremiahu said, There is. He also said, You will be delivered into the hand of the king of Babel. Yeremiahu then said to King Zidkiahu, How have I sinned against you, against your servants, or against this people that you have put me in prison? Now where are your prophets who prophesied to you, saying, The king of Babel will not come against you, nor against this land? Now please hear, my lord the king, please let my supplication be presented before you, that you not cause me to return to the house of Jonathan the scribe, lest I die there. So King Tzedkiahu commanded, and they committed Yeremiahu into the court of the guard. They gave him daily a loaf of bread out of the baker's street, until all the bread in the city was gone. Thus Yeremiahu remained in the court of the guard. That was Jeremiah chapter 37. Now today our portion from the writings will be Daniel chapter 3. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width 6 cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babel. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather together the local governors, the deputies and the governors, the judges, the treasurers, the councillors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the local governors, the deputies, and the governors, the judges, the treasurers, the councillors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, peoples, nations, and languages, that whenever you hear the sound of the horn, flute, cither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the middle of a burning, fiery furnace the same hour. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations, and tongues fell down and worshipped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. 
Therefore at that time certain Kastim came near and accused the Jews. They answered and said to Nebuchadnezzar the king, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man that hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the middle of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not respected you. They do not serve your gods and do not worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. Then these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered them, Is it on purpose, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my God, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if you are ready, whenever you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, to fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast the same hour into the middle of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God that will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If it happens, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the form of his appearance was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spoke and commanded that they should heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their pants, their tunics, and their mantles, and their other clothes, and were cast into the middle of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the middle of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He spoke and said to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Look, I see four men, loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are unharmed. The appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace. He spoke and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. The local governors, the deputies, and the governors, and the king's counselors being gathered together, saw these men, that the fire had no power on their bodies. The hair of their head was not singed, their pants were not changed, and the smell of fire was not on them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him, and have changed the king's word, and have yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and tongue which speak anything evil against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other god who is able to deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babel. King Nebuchadnezzar to all the peoples, nations, and tongues that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied to you. It has seemed good to me to show the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked toward me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders! His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. That was Daniel chapter 3. And now we have arrived at our final portion of scripture for today, the apostolic writings. And we will read 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For we know that if the earthly house of our tent is dissolved, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For most certainly in this we groan, longing to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. If indeed being clothed, we will not be found naked. For indeed we who are in this tent do groan, being burdened, nor that we not that we desire to be unclothed, but that we desire to be clothed, that which is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now he who made us for this very thing is God, who also gave to us the down payment of the Ruach. Therefore we are always confident and know that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are courageous, I say, and are willing rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. Therefore we make it our aim, whether at home or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all be revealed before the judgment seat of Mashiach, that each one may receive the things in the body according to what he has done whether good or bad. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are revealed to God, 
and I hope that we are revealed also in your consciences. For we are not commending ourselves to you again, but speak as giving you occasion of boasting on our behalf, that you may have something to answer those who boast in appearance and not in heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God, or if we are of sober mind, it is for you. For the love of Mashiach constrains us, because we judge thus that one died for all, therefore all died, and he died for all, that those who live should no longer live to themselves, but to him who for their sakes died and rose again. Therefore we know no one after the flesh from now on, even though we have known Mashiach after the flesh, yet now we know him so no more. Therefore, if anyone is in Mashiach, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But all things are of God, who reconciled us to himself through Yeshua the Mashiach, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Mashiach reconciling the world to himself, not reckoning to them their trespasses, and having committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore we are ambassadors on behalf of Mashiach, as though God were entreating by us, we beg you on behalf of Mashiach, be reconciled to God. For him who knew no sin, he made to be sin on our behalf, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That was 2 Corinthians chapter 5. However, if you are reading through the apostolic scriptures twice this year, you would also read Mark chapter 15 verses 25 through 49 today. I'm sorry, 47, it says. So, I hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged and uh, strengthened by listening to the Word of God today. I pray that you have a blessed day with your family, with your children, everything you have to, to do and to be involved in today, that God gives you wisdom and strength. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom, until next time.